0: Hey, that's nice. Here we go. Hey, girl, you just tuned into the Brittany Smith podcast. You're tuned in because either you're an entrepreneur, a mama, or both, and sometimes you just need a minute to, well, just be. And on this show, you'll get a lovely mixture of business and branding genius, faith and motivation. And if you're a mama, you understand conversations, because let's be honest, we are fabulously multifaceted and amazing. So thanks for popping by. I'm really glad you're here. Girl, let's get into it here on the Britney Smith podcast. All right, ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Brittany Smith Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Ann Smith, and I am super excited for today's episode because it's going to be a fun one. If you've been listening to me talk at all ever in your life, you know that I love, I love, love, love analogies. I love creativity. I love DIY. And so today's episode, I have a new friend. Her name is Camille. She's from California, and she is um a an amazing amazing businesswoman she is a author a podcast host the ceo of kitchen remodel rockstar and a host of the ugly kitchen challenge so let me just pause right there for those of you who are listening right now how many how many of you have a kitchen one and mm-hmm. how many of you um always dreamed of remodeling that kitchen right like it's a place where we as women we spend a lot of time there we watch all these shows and we're like oh my gosh she has a double oven or she has a double stove or look at that island like we get caught up in all the things and so Camille that's her world that's where she lives and she's here to talk to us about a couple different things so I'm just gonna go ahead Camille thank you so much for joining us today <laughs>
1: God, girl I'm so excited I I feel like we're gonna we can we're not gonna have a, two little things to talk about I feel like we could talk about DIY forever so I love it I love that you're willing to go there.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So ladies, as you know, in this season of the Britney Smith podcast, we are highlighting six-figure women. And today on our episode, we actually are speaking with a millionaire um, and she'll talk to us a little bit more about that later in the show, but she has broken the six figures, broken the seven figures. And I'm just going to say this, she's on her way to eight. I'm just going to say it. She's <laughs> on her way to eight figures in her business. But Camille, tell us a little bit about like who you are, what you do, what's your why?
1: Yeah. So I was, I'm a carpenter. So by trade, I'm a kitchen cabinet maker. And I did that for a very long time, several decades. And um, I loved it because it was way more than just building kitchens. It was, you know, physical, it was creative, but truly it was working with the women. It was empowering these women. Like I, I know everybody thinks it's just a kitchen, but there is so much psychologically that goes into a kitchener model that it is like a very transformative process. And so I watched these women, this happen over and over and over again. And so I kind of fell in love with obviously the before and after sure. <laughs> taking a really ugly kitchen and making it look really beautiful. Um, and I created my own system, like way of doing that. But I also really fell in love with the transformation that I saw just regular everyday women who typically were kind of, I mean, put on the back burner, like very, you know, a lot of women are take care of everybody else, but themselves first Absolutely, their kids their family, their husband, their neighbors, their church, like everybody. Right. And so this thing of their own kitchen became like their thing. It came, it became like, it wasn't really about the kitchen. I yeah. mean, it was, but, um, so I, when I fell in love with, when I started to see psychologically, what was going on, um, I was sort of looking for ways to make that a bigger, a bigger impact. Right. And so, Uh, eight years ago before. So I retired four years ago from physically doing the work. But four years before that, I knew I wanted to do something bigger in the world. I mean, I'd I'd made a lot of an impact. I'd done thousands of kitchens, but I wanted to do something bigger. And I knew from all the clients that I had, their sisters, their moms, lots of people lived all over the country. I couldn't really do their kitchens, right? So I would get calls and emails. So I created, I knew I wanted to retire and basically reinvent myself again to this online world. And so then now I have Kitchen Model Rockstar. So that's my online version in a short paragraph of what I used to do in real life. So now we remodel women's kitchens all over the country. So I'm able to Do the same thing basically, but uh, in a virtual way, which doesn't seem like it can work, but it does work. Like it does work really well. Yeah, that's 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 fascinating. What I'm doing now.
0: That's awesome. So one, um, it's really amazing to hear how you took what you were passionate about, you were doing it in one format. And then as life changed and 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 shifted, you were able to shift with the ebbs and flows of life, right? And then offer that same thing, but in a different way. Yeah. Um, so for me, that that gives me a light bulb in saying that for the person who's listening right now, if what you've been doing just doesn't seem to be working for you as much anymore, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to stop doing that thing. It yeah. just means that maybe you can do that same thing, but in a different way, yeah. um, you know, and then make, you know, make some good money doing it in that new way. And so talk to us a little bit yeah. about how the new format was not necessarily easier on you, but like the, the weight that was lifted maybe, or like just some of the changes or the benefits to doing it in the new way.
1: Yeah. And you're right. It is bittersweet because um, it's not all great, right? Nothing really is a hundred percent positive, but Um, I knew, so, so the four years when I started podcasting eight years ago, that was sort of my first little way of getting outside of my bubble, right? I was, I'm an introvert. I know it might seem hard to believe that, but I, I can be very engaging when I like somebody, right? I like you. I I don't mind a great conversation, but I I truly am an introvert most of the time. And so I was in my shop building. I had 14 women working for me. We did 30 kitchens a month. I mean, we were slamming. Okay. Can I just, can I just interject right there? (laughs)
0: The, the fact that you were like a, a all woman team, yeah. like I, that is amazing to me. It, like
1: girl power it, it all day, like nothing I've ever experienced. I mean, wow. I black women, Hispanic women. I had two Indian cabinet makers. They were all mothers. They all had children. Right? Awesome. Almost all of them So they were, they were not your typical white male, you know? Yeah. People. I love that. We, and we killed it. I mean, yeah. We so good at building cabinets. Let me tell you, I love that finish work and spraying and installation. So, you know, that part I really loved and they all, I trained all of them from the ground up.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Um, so that was, so when I decided to do the podcast, that was like my first big version of outside myself, which was like very scary to do in the beginning. Um, now everybody's podcasting and it's like no big deal, but it was a really big deal. when I did it then. Everybody thought it was crazy. My family thought I was nuts. Nobody understood what I was doing. My existing clients were like, what is she doing? Right. So I got like a lot of flack for that. I got a lot of just a lot of bad, like negative feedback on that. And I just kept, I just knew I had this vision of a woman in Atlanta, a woman in Jersey, a woman in Florida who is surrounded by nothing but white male contractors who typically are going to I hate to say it rip them off not really share how things really work take advantage of the situation I see it happen over and over again and I was like what can I do to put myself in front of her and I'm like I have to get out of my own way I have to get I have to like face my own fears of insecurities of being seen and my neighbors knowing and my community knowing right so there was many years of just like people thinking I was nuts I'm sure and eventually I got to the point where I tried to do both. So there's that transition where I wanted to keep my shop, keep the women I worked with and still have this online business. And just, there was just no way physically to do it. There was just too much time required. So I had to shut down my shop. That was very bittersweet. It took about, I'd say a year where I actively grieved that I was beside myself. I mean, I missed it so much, but it allowed me, I like, it was like a Phoenix. I kind of had to like burn it down and then like, reinvent myself yeah, and it was definitely painful, but I was able to just see it through and keep my eye on that girl in Jersey, that woman in, you know, Seattle, and just think of her with no options if she didn't ever meet me. And that's what pulled me through. And so then I eventually, I think the question was like, how did I sort of, how did I make the transition or what, you know, what brought me to that was I basically just took the best parts of what I did in real life and I tried to reimagine them on a bigger scale and reimagine them in a more um, systematized way, I guess. And, sure. and so then that's kind of how I was able to like rethink my business, like rethink, how could I do this if I wasn't physically doing the work every day?
0: Yeah, no, I'm that's, sure that's the question, but. <laughs> no, no, no. So we. you did, you started, you started to. Uh, so okay. we're gonna, yeah, no. So. Yeah. So then once you figured it out, What did that do for your time availability? What did Mm -hmm. that do for your mental, you know, your your, like that? That's kind of what I want to get at. Like, okay, you made this transition. So now how are things different and how are things better Better. as a result of the shift? Because I think a lot of people are afraid of that shift, but if you can give us some Uh sunshine on the other side of
1: it. There's lots of sunshine. So now I, have you know, we did 10,000 kitchens last month, virtually all over the country. That is I've insane. Never physically been able to do that. Right. Never physically been able to do yeah. that. Yeah. Even though we did a lot of kitchens. Um, so, you know, I used to have to get up, I'd get up at five o'clock every morning, no breakfast, go to the shop, work all day long, get home by seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. Now I get up, I can actually work out, take care of myself. I can actually eat breakfast. (laughs) I can actually, um, I have kitchen, I have five kitchen coaches that work for me. So I've been able to train and certify other women to do what I do. And they were all women that made no money. They made like $8 an hour and now they make over six figures just by helping run my program, helping to design other, you know, with other women. So, I mean, there's just the the extendable power of that. It's really crazy when I think about where that, where we were just a few short years ago. Um, And I can tell you like one quick example of the type of impact that I would have never been able to make before. I have this woman, I'll I'll, I'll call her Jessica, I'll change her name. She was a black woman in Atlanta. She'd been thinking, she had bought her house in uh, 19 years ago with her husband. She has five children, four grandchildren. She does everything for her community. I mean, everything for her community, her neighbors, her church, her children, her grandchildren. I mean, literally, and she has a full-time job as an engineer and she's like 10 women in one, right? Yeah. Incredible. She had been wanting to do her kitchen for like nine years straight. And just was not happy with the men that would come over to the house. They Mm -hmm. wouldn't listen to her. They would just kind of talk to her husband. I mean, this is like 2021. This is not, it's not 1970, right? Yeah. That still happens. That still happens. And so she saw my little Facebook ad. She signed up. She was nervous. She was shy. She was quiet. She was the quietest woman in the group, right? When she joined, she barely said anything, And I kind of pulled her out of her shell and got her to actually talk about her dream and what she really wanted to do. And she didn't think they could afford it. And she didn't think her husband would say yes and all these things. Right. And over a period of like three months, we eventually got to the design done. We got everything ready to go. And her husband has a stroke, a massive stroke in the middle of the
0: book.
1: And he almost dies. And so the whole thing gets put on hold, whole thing gets put on hold. And her dream is just sitting there she then she ends up leaving her not leaving her job but going on sabbatical he never goes back to work again so she goes from two and very good and he was an insurance adjuster so he makes good money she's making good money they go down to her income only and she's his caregiver and she's still taking care of all the kids the grandchildren her job i mean it was nuts right i was like oh my god, like, you need to talk you need to get some help for yourself like yeah you're really like carrying a lot here yeah and so she eventually he got better he she he had to like learn how to walk and talk and everything like everything just shut down so it's a happy ending so nothing happens for five months five, six months. She eventually called, I check in with her every month. She eventually calls me and she's like a different person. And I'm like, Jessica, she, she leaves me a voicemail. I'm like, Jessica, you sound like a different woman. She's like, girl, let me tell you, I have got my mojo back. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she was like Beyonce. I mean, I'm not kidding. She (laughs) was so different. Her personality was so different. She was like, that's it. This is my dream. I am this is happening. Yeah. So she jumped right back into the program. She couldn't find somebody to install the cabinets, and so I flew out to Atlanta. Wow. She and I, in her, and her grandson, who was who was nineteen years old, I think. We I taught them the power tools, and in four days we installed her entire kitchen, her dream kitchen.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: She was over the moon. She was like a different person.
0: That's awesome. No longer,
1: yeah, no longer is she like just you know submissing to everything that's happening. She's like nope this is what's happening. Mom's in charge, right? I'm getting my time. She started going to yoga. She took care of herself. She lost like 25 pounds. She's going to the doctor. Like literally the world revolves around her now instead of, I mean, it's transformational. Yeah. She told me later, she's like, it was the kitchen. It was you showing time and attention to me in a way that my own family never did. I mean, they obviously it's a very close family. Yeah, but you can't see what's right in front. It's of different. You. You it's can't different. See that the mother is taking care of everybody but herself. Absolutely. And so I kind of reflected that to her that she deserved yeah. to be valued. Well, she was valued. Her family loves her, but you yeah. know, just taking care of. And so the kitchen yeah. was like a symbol of taking care of her. And it's it's crazy. I flew back a month ago just to see them. And her husband's doing great, and and just the difference in that kitchen, in that space. Yeah, like, they revere her. They cook for her. They do all this stuff, and I'm like, that's this beautiful. is like a different family. So that's yeah. I mean, that's the kind of impact. I would have never met her, right? I would have never met. That her. is
0: so amazing. I mean, so it's not
1: really kitchens. <laughs> it's it's not about the kitchen. It's, it's not, not about, about the,
0: kitchen. the kitchen. It's like you said. It's it's really the heart of the home. Yeah. Right. And
1: so you're literally going around mending broken hearts. Basically. Yeah. Cause like for me in the program, I have a slide where I teach basically, it's like, yes, the kitchen is the heart of the home, but you're the heart of the kitchen. So that's why I only work with women. There's no men in the I love that. Only women. And that's because the women, and I don't care even if you're not married, if you're a woman, you're the heart of some thing. Neighbors, your girlfriends, like that's just how women are. They're like the heart of the heart of the thing. Yeah, like, that's kind of what I'm doing is like empowering her, empowering the people around her to take care of her, to see her. Yeah, so I know I kind of gushed there, but no,
0: it, listen, I
1: an example. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, no, I mean, I can only imagine. Out of you know, if you're doing ten thousand a month, I mean, I can only imagine how many more a year. Stories. a year,
1: yeah, oh, a year, a year, a year. Oh. yeah. yeah. That was maybe one day.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like I can only imagine how many more stories there are like hers. Um, yeah. And it's so inspirational, you know, because as many of us who are listening, we have our own businesses, right? Yep. Thinking about the level of impact you can have yep. with your business. And even you talked about some of the mental blocks that you had to work through or else you wouldn't have met Jessica.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I have my own insecurities. I, you know, I don't like being on, I didn't like being on camera. Um, I was afraid what people would think. I mean, I was obviously very good at what I did, but I was still, you know, you're still, I'm still, everybody's like a little bit of a people pleaser. Like everybody still wants people like you. And, um, so I was definitely afraid of what my current clients would think. Right. No, what's this weird online thing? What's this podcasting thing? Like, what, why would you, you know, why would right. you do that? You're already very, I mean, I made four to six million a year with my existing business, which is very unusual for a cabin shop. So I was very successful already. So to yeah. give that up for this bigger dream, but at that point I kind of made money and I, I wanted to make a bigger impact in the industry. I yeah. truly wanted to change the construction industry for women around yeah. modeling. and I just had to see that through. Like I just had yeah. to get over myself of like, it doesn't matter what you look like on camera. It doesn't matter if your neighbors see a Facebook ad. It does like it just they're not doing anything. And that doesn't do matter. They're not doing anything. They're yeah. dropping off their kids at school. <laughs> okay. And and nothing that there's wrong with that, but like, who are they to judge me about exactly. what I'm trying to do? Like. You know, I'm not judging you because you're a mom and you stay home with yeah. your children. Like, yeah. I think that's fabulous. I'm not knocking you down. Don't right. knock me down. Like, so yeah. you know, I had to just get over that stuff that some people just were going to be jealous or or just think I wasn't good enough at it or cute enough or you know all that stuff. Of course, everybody wants to look cute on camera. Everyone's looking good <laughs> in a Facebook ad. Like, I just had to get over that stuff. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter because it really just comes down to. That Facebook ad captured Jessica's attention, a black woman in Atlanta, Georgia. We have almost nothing in common, technically, on the books. Sure. And yet she saw my heart for my program. She believed that I might be able to help her when she thought it was never going to happen. And she responded. And that's all that mattered to me. Right.
0: And and that speaks to the fact that we all have a tribe. And your tribe is made up of people that you haven't met yet. Exactly. There is people that are just going to resonate with what you're saying. You yeah. know, it's something innately in us that says I need that person.
1: You, and, know? you know, it's it's interesting you say that because from a branding standpoint, right? I know we you talk a lot about branding and stuff on this show. Um, you know, in the beginning, I was very worried about like what it looked like and is it going to attract this person? Is it going to attract this person? What colors? What font? Like, you know, we I spent tons of time on that, right? Lots of iterations, but basically it came down with I really thought about why do I attract the women I attract right now in the real in my real business. What was it that drew me that drew them to me when I had a, cross, a big cross section here, too, right in California? And I just remembered somebody saying, You were the first person to ever actually take me seriously. And you spent a lot of time talking about the emotional impacts of what was going to happen. And you, it was okay for me to be stressed out and upset about something or whatever with you. I'm like, yeah, cause it's really a stressful process. It can be right. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of things you're learning. There's a lot of people in your house. Like it's, it's just a very emotionally upsetting yeah. thing. And you made me feel that you were going to be there with me the whole time. And I was like, ah, oh. I was like, that's what I need to communicate online. And so that's yeah. really what has attracted. So I've, I've basically ended up attracting very kind hearted, generous women that are just like me. basically Yeah. Yeah. It's and not really about the money for me. Right. It's yeah. It's, yeah. That's just a piece of it. And right. so every single woman, like we don't attract bees. We don't attract mean women. We don't attract disrespectful women. We don't attract women that want an $80,000 kitchen for $500. We don't attract, you know, women that like we, that are disrespectful or not caring. Every single woman in my program is almost just like me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you know what? It speaks to authenticity. Yeah. You showed up as yourself. Yeah. And there was something that they said, you know, I like her. And that's the thing for me. That's what separates you from the next person and the next person and the next person. It's you.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's something that I try to drive home with my clients and the people that that are in my space. Like, look, there may be a million beauty stylists. There may be a million coaches, but none of them are you. And if you would just show up as yourself and not try to emulate or be like the next person, you'll be able to attract the right people for you.
1: And and verbalize what that is. So I was really yeah. good, I think, at telling people what I stood for. So I do this on the podcast. You know, this is sort of the part of marketing that I like is that I didn't just show up kind of as myself. I said who I was a lot. Mm-hmm. I talked about the fact that I really like kind women who are generous in their lives, who give a lot and sometimes don't like I said those words out loud. Right.
0: Right. And so I they could self-identify. Them.
1: Yeah. So people are like, oh, that's me. Like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, I do kind of feel like I'm taking advantage of a little bit. Like I'm kind of, you're right. So I was very clear in my marketing. So I think your people could do the same thing. It's just maybe take that next step and verbalize that in your posts, verbalize it in your stories, you know, Talk about the kind of women you want to attract, the kind of customer you want to work with. Yeah. Make it easy for them. Like literally feed it to the customer. So they go, oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. I'm a Christian woman that X. I'm a X, right? So I think sometimes in marketing, we don't make it clear enough. Right. And you just literally say who you want to work with. Right. And I, I think
0: that's kind of been one of the major shifts in marketing, You know, over the last couple of years where it's not so much sounding a certain way, but people want real people, you know, people want to deal with real people and work with real people. Um, And so this is this is so good. So, so good. So, I have two more questions for you. Um, The first question is, so what's next? Mm. for you what's next for you be like because you know you shifted from like we're doing this this physical work we love the work we love the craft now we you know we've made the money now we're into I want to impact more lives I want we're doing the heart side of the work so what's next for your business or for your your company
1: well who knows if I'll make this work (laughs) but but the kind of bigger ultimate vision is so there's around 10 million kitchen remodels a year in the United States So if it feels like everybody's remodeling, that's because they are. (laughs) And I would like to have roughly 20 to 25,000 women go through the program every year. So that's a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces to make that happen. So that would kind of be the top end of what I'd like to do. And then there's a whole nother, there's like two sides of the business. One is that um, uh, creating certified kitchen coaches. So any woman can come in with absolutely no experience whatsoever, just a heart and an interest in creativity and learning something new. And we teach her how to build a $100,000 business basically. And so in her community, she becomes like me, but in person. So nice. having a lot more kitchen coaches around the country. And then the, so that's number two. And then the third part is, uh, which I didn't really quite talk about, which is that we actually build cabinets here in California. So I know you're like, what? So a partner, that, yeah, a partner that I used to work with, that for 20-something for years, uh, we basically created a dream kitchen and a kit. So inside the program, we help you design the actual cabinet layout and all that within two weeks. And then if you want to, there's no pressure whatsoever, we either help you find somebody locally to build the cabinets and install them or you can actually buy the cabinets through us. They're custom made in California and they're shipped to you in wherever you live. They arrive on your, on your driveway. Brilliant. And then we train you on how to assemble them. They're already pre-finished to your specifications and install them. So that whole like third big piece of the program, we're probably doing, you know, maybe a hundred kitchens a year. And I want that to be much bigger, but yeah. with the pressure that you have to use us, right? We yeah. are or less expensive because it's wholesale, right. but w- that's not what the program's about, like selling our product. Yeah. But it is, I want to grow that program so that the women that aren't are already buying those pre-made cabinets online right now for twice the amount, and they only have like six doors and three colors. Yeah. Like we have 400 doors and yeah. like 2000 colors, you know, we but, like options. <laughs> yeah. I want to really grow that for piece of the program so that our actual cabinets are, you know, okay. so we're actually really teaching women how to in- install it, assemble it and install it themselves, which is doing two things for me. It's kind of like you're learning the power tools because then the power tools move on to other parts of your life that you can sure. use forever. Sure. So it's kind of like the power tool part is is, is just as important for me because then you not only have you installed your own kitchen, but you teach your daughter, you teach your son, like it, it grows this feeling of like empowerment for people in general. Yeah. That's, that is awesome. I like, I see it. (laughs) No, I see it. That is, that's awesome.
0: And, you know, you really um, drive home the point of, of the fact that it's important to have vision, right? Because many people would look at you and say, well, you've already, you, you reached it. you've accomplished it. You're done. You know, like just chill out. No, it's like, there's always more. There's always more. And then I also love the fact that you have a heart for um, impact that lasts through generations, right? Like you talked about, you know, you're changing the mom, but the mom affects the daughter and the daughter affects the granddaughter and the granddaughter affects her friend and her friend brings her mom over. And it's just like, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Back to Jessica, right? Like her, her grandkids, Because she had done everything for them. They're these, you know, big, beautiful black men, young men, right? 19, 20, 23. I mean, they're strong, they're tall, and they don't know how to do anything. And I was like, this is gonna change. I like, these guys need to know how to take care of themselves and their yeah. homes. So those grandsons, right, now learned how to use a power tool, a ch- cordless drill, a chop saw, a nail gun, an air compressor, and a jigsaw in four days. They now learn the five pop most, the best power tools to learn. So their kids, their daughters, they're right, right. They're not, they don't have to hire a contractor to, to come over. They can take care of their house themselves. Yeah. So it's that's, way bigger than just the kitchen. It's that the power tool part is a really important part to me. That's awesome. But we so don't awesome. make you learn them in the program. If you don't want to,
0: <laughs> so I just want to make that Yes, clear. yes yeah. ma'am. So my last question, and this is just me, you know. Yeah. So you've, you've reached beyond seven figures in your business. What was it like to hit the first seven figures? Like, what was it like? Did you celebrate? Like, was it, were you just so busy working that you didn't even realize it? Like, tell us about Uh, that.
1: (laughs) No, no, I, I, I celebrate. I mean, I, another part of like between power tools and kitchens money to me is a huge part of being a woman and being empowered. I think every woman should have complete financial independence. It's like a big part of the program is that's another reason why we have kitchen coaches is, Teaching someone who used to work at Taco Bell to be able to literally be able to have choices in life, right? So that's a big part of my belief system for women. So I celebrate every single milestone. I celebrate the first thousand dollars I sold online, like a hundred thousand, everything. So yeah, when I when I hit that million dollar mark, um, one I gave away. I set up a fund, so I set up a around two hundred fifty thousand dollars. We give away to women in construction who are in the trades. I have a whole other like part of my life where I celebrate contractors who are females.
0: That's awesome. And so
1: I set up that fund and I took my husband um on a three-week trip and That's to awesome. Italy and we cooked and we cycled and we just yeah and had a good time and um yeah and just really felt proud of myself and, and also you know the kitchen coaches get a percentage of the profits so they got more money, you know, which helps their families and their children. So yeah I just it's it's always kind of the money just rolls downhill basically for me. Yeah. It's I give more to charities. Um the George Floyd thing when that all happened like happened 5 years now for
0: Was it it's been a minute now.
1: Yeah. it was a year before COVID, right? Yeah. yeah. A year before. So like I have a lot of charities like that that I give to. So the more money I make, I basically just sort of lift all those boats, anything I believe yeah. in. I I lift all the boats around me. So
0: that yeah. is awesome. that is so awesome. Such you an inspiration when you're
1: broke, right when you're broke, you're you listen can't well, you're you talking right as a friend, but it's not the same as helping somebody pay their rent, right absolutely,
0: like, absolutely. You are talking absolutely right, and you know, I agree with you that it's not about the money, but the money helps
1: yeah. a lot. money money, money. it's all about the money
0: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you know because I
1: know I know what it's like
0: yeah because like you're saying you know when you have money you can do more um it's not about having more it's about doing more and so um yeah thank you Yeah. 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 No. So, so thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for the heart that you have and the lives that you impact and that there's actual mission behind, you know, everything that you do. So that's something that's very inspiring to me. Um. And I know it's inspiring to those who are listening. So, so tell us um how we can get in touch with you or how we can follow you, all those things.
1: Yeah. Um, so we are, you can go to kitchen You can see kind of our latest challenge. We do these challenges every couple months, ugly kitchen challenge. Um, you can join our free private Facebook group, the ugly kitchen challenge. Um, you can listen to my podcast, kitchen sink podcast. It's got a little lemon. So you'll reckon there's lots of kitchen sink podcasts, but <laughs> mine is the only one actually about kitchens and it has a little lemon in the logo. You'll see it. Um, And they can always just reach out to me, you know, they can email me and we can put that in the show notes and and I love to help in any way I can. So
0: yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much for
0: spending time with us today. Ladies, I know you got something out of this. I did. I'm walking away inspired and encouraged. Um, And this was just an amazing episode. So listen, make sure you connect with Camille on social media. Um, And like she said, if you have a kitchen, that needs some kitchening. <laughs> oh, some <laughs> yes,
1: kitchen <therapy. laughs>
0: yes, yes. It you just heard that there are so many different layers to how impactful remodeling your kitchen could be. Um, And I know for those of you who are listening, you're like me, you are that person, you are that woman who's carrying a bunch of things and your heart is big. And, you know, while people around you care for you that, that, you know, there's still something missing in terms of like, just being reciprocated in that, that care. And so, um, you know, we talk about self care, we talk about self care a lot on this show. Um, (laughs) And so this might be the thing for you that, that really kind of resets your, your life. So I want you to follow Camille and connect with her and listen continue to tune in to the britney smith podcast and we will see you for another action-packed amazing episode next week Bye. bye thanks for tuning in today be sure to leave a comment and then share this episode with another amazing lady who needs to hear today's show yes girl i'm serious just send her the link and say girl listen to this want to hang out with me every day, head over to Facebook and join the female coaches, consultants and content creators group on Facebook. Or you can join my mailing list in the links below this episode. Girl, I enjoyed our conversation. Stay amazing. And remember, you are loved, you are needed. And nobody, I repeat, nobody can do what you do the way you do it.
1: See you next time on the Brittany Smith podcast.